Billy, we good? Yeah, we're good. I bet. Let's get it popping. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's the Storm Podcast. We got an interview with my boy Jiggy here. Yes, sir. We in this bitch. C2 and Millie out there. Uh, we didn't have enough room for all of us to be in this bitch, but y'all can still hear them. What up? You know I love you from afar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since them niggas haven't been on the camera, but it is what it is. We got the star to show Jiggy here for today. So yes, sir. they just going to have to take the... Uh, the background y'all know what it is but how you feeling my g man i feel great honestly thank y'all so much for coming out you know um i'm in a great mood you feel me just had Hell a good yeah. successful studio session today so um keeping the momentum going with this Facts. interview and you know what i'm saying i'm excited hell I'm yeah struggling. bro we pulled up in this bitch first thing jiggy said he was yo i just recorded a fire ass song y'all <laughs> niggas gotta come here we like i bet let's get it we pulled up that shit was fucking nuts. <laughs> you went too stupid on that hoe. The beat went crazy. You went crazy. Your homie, your homie, uh, Nike. Yeah, Nike. Yeah, uh, we just met him for the first time. He went dummy on that hoe. Yes, sir. Y'all just went too nuts on that bitch. Man, I'm telling you, that was premeditated, bro. Like I was waiting for that one. You know what I'm saying? And this one, I I personally was like, all right, I'm gonna write this one a little bit different. I'm gonna really get in my bag with this one because when I when I heard the beat, you know, that's really how I felt. You right. Feel me? Like, it was one of those, like, industry standard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, I really just tried to come with it, for real, for real, you know, let the world know who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just that pull up, get my bag energy. When you, yeah. when you in that bitch and you know, like, when you just feeling yourself, you got that confidence in the verse. Exactly. That's when you know the shit is really exactly. going to slide. That was, my, that was my main goal is to really come off cocky. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, and I've been doing this for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I've had a lot of different songs, bro. Right. <laughs> my catalog is so deep. That shit you is crazy. Me? Yeah, you was telling us when we got here, you got songs on songs on songs just recorded. Man, I'm telling you. And it's like all types of vibes, too. Summer vibes, crossover hits club bangers all of it hell yeah you decently versatile i've been listening to your music for since uh that interview we did with alan mm -hmm. and we'll we'll talk about you and alan uh in a little bit mm -hmm. but yeah now nah, i've been listening to your music since then and you you pretty versatile with the shit like yeah you got a bunch of different flows like you can come with the club bangers but then you can also slow it down a little bit into like the slower like emotional vibey type of shit mm -hmm. not everybody can do that you feel me that's oh, yeah. not some easy shit to just do versatility is really the mark of a good artist, in my personal opinion. Most definitely, I agree. Yeah, um, you know, with me and everything growing up, I just take in, you know, everything that I go through and I apply it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's my biggest thing with music. That's why people are able to relate to my music. Um, I've had people personally reach out to me telling me like man i felt every single word that you said in that song and i'm going through that exact feeling that right there to me is yeah. making it that's right. what making it is you know what i'm saying not signing a million dollar contract and you know what i'm saying being a slave to a record label no when you can actually impact people Hell yeah. people you know and people you don't know you know what i'm saying like, yeah that's really like the craziest feeling when you're really making impact on people you've never met before in your life. Oh, and that's oh, yeah. the beauty of the internet. Like, you can really meet somebody, never have seen them before in real life, and when you are really putting out your art and your authentic self, whether that's through music or for us, the podcast, mm -hmm. and people can resonate with that shit Man, and be like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling it. Like, I feel like I'm... I'm there with you when I'm listening to the song. Or I feel like I'm sitting there having a conversation with you guys when I'm listening to the podcast. That is like... 
to me, that should still be blowing my mind. Like, we've been doing the podcast for two years, and I'm sure you've been doing music. Like, how long have you been doing music, actually? Uh, going on five years now. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. I really started making music when I was in college, you know, and it was about my third year being in school when I really started to make music. Because mm-hmm. I honestly got a really crazy story just as far as me making music and the whole transition because five or six years ago, I was playing college football. Word. You know, so uh, the transition to being an artist and a full-time artist was yeah definitely a crazy one. I can believe it, man, because that shit, first off, college football is not easy. Like, football is not easy to start with. In general. Yeah, like, I played football in high school, and I don't even know if I would say I played football. I was on the football yeah, team. Yeah, you were on the football team. In high school, you feel me? I was not I was not good. I mean, I'm fast, I'm agile, I can mm-hmm. catch, but when you put them pads on, I don't like getting hit. Fuck yeah. that shit. So the second we put the pads on, I was like, yeah, nah, put me on the bench. Like, I don't want, I don't want no smoke with this shit. Fuck it. That's why I joined track. But, like, I have respect for niggas who actually, like, play football because that's just just, that's not an easy sport it's tough it's tough on you physically and it's a very mental game yeah people wouldn't even realize it's it's definitely a lot more mental than it is physical like as far as just you know learning coverages and you know what i'm saying plays the playbook especially at a collegiate level hell yeah i can only imagine how difficult college shit is i was just in high school doing this yeah so when you actually like doing that shit, doing that shit, yeah, no, nah, that shit has to be different. Yeah, no, I definitely can say that it prepped me for the lifestyle that I'm living now. Cause being in college and playing football, being at summer camps, and you know having to be at weightlifting and going to class and working a couple of jobs to pay for school, like all of that really just helped build discipline for me. And a lot of people don't understand how much discipline being an artist really takes. <sighs> Anybody can, you know, hit the studio once every two, three months, drop a song, do all that. But what it takes to be an artist is when the shit is actually your job, when you do it consistently, when you don't always feel like it. You feel me? I'm sure there are days where you're like, man, I'm not really trying to hit the stool. I'm going to just kick it at the crib, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, no, I got to do this shit. This is this is my job to an extent. So I have to do the shit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always that. And then there's also, you know, going through writer's block and, you know, um, constantly being motivated. But, like, see, the thing about me is I take motivation from everything. True. You know what I'm saying? Good, bad, ugly, pretty, all of it, it motivates me. You know what I'm saying? To be a greater version of myself, which, you know, um, takes place with the music. Hell yeah, bro. That's what's up. How did you make the transition from college football into music like what what really got you into music it was my it was the relationship that i built with my brother okay true honestly oh so you weren't making music before you met i was not making music i was a completely i was into obviously like i said i played football but i was into communications and marketing so i was really like savvy when it came to promotion you know what i'm saying like especially um face-to-face marketing that's what i was just a different breed in that because you know i was doing all types of events um and when it got to the point where i did link up with my brother mm-hmm. and stanley i was getting him booked for shows you know what i'm saying he was teaching dance classes at my school like all of that you know yeah. so um with me doing the whole business part of everything and then being around my brother's creative side you know mm-hmm. the dance classes the studio sessions all of that you know I, i've built a connection and then through our 
you know what I'm saying, brotherhood and friendship, you feel me? Like, it, it came to the point where we were always freestyling together. Yeah. Everything, we were just always just vibing. And I've been a music person my whole life, you know. Um, growing up was, I had a different, you know, I had a tough upbringing, you feel me? Like, yeah. grew up single parent household, you know, um, not a lot of family around me. So I had to cope with a lot of things by myself. And music was one of those things to help me cope with it. Um, I, going through tough times growing up, you know, not having a lot of money, you know, just struggling, you know, everyday stuff. Um, music was always there and it was a way to help me heal. You feel me? Yeah, true that. All right, so we know that your brother is Alan the Official. I don't know if all the listeners uh, know that. Shout out to Alan. We did an interview with Alan a little bit ago and he told us a story like how y'all uh, met up and shit, but you want to go ahead and tell that story again from your perspective, all that and how that shit went down? Yeah, definitely. So, um, this was about my sophomore year in college. Um, this instant, okay, I'll break it down from the exact moment that I reconnected with them. So, like I said, I'm a sophomore in college. I'm working at the rec center over at my university at the time, just chilling, working the front desk and everything. I get a message from my aunt on my dad's side, and pretty much she was just reaching out to me and, you know, liking all my photos. And, and she had messaged me and told me she's so proud of me and all of this. And... Before that, I had no idea. I, I didn't meet anybody on my dad's side of the family. It's always just been me and my mom and, you know, a few cousins and all that off of my mom's side. But um, that was the first person to reach out to me. From there, she gave me Alan's mom's Facebook, mm-hmm. which I found and through um, her Facebook. Then I found Alan. Um, and I had reached out to, um, or actually she reached out to me, messaged me, gave me his number, told me to call him. I called him craziest thing you know we talked first conversation since we were kids um and pretty much i told him like i go to school in chicago and i live on the north side and all that and he was like no way i live on the north side too i just moved there me and Rasidi, you know um and i was like all right bet so um i sent him my address and it was only six minutes away and it was crazy i'm like yo my whole blood brother is literally down the street from me yeah <laughs> you know that i haven't seen since like i said since we we're kids so um that same day i remember i got off work and i was like let's link up he was in rosemont or, or he was actually in the suburbs at the time at his old studio at and i believe hanover park mm-hmm. and i was like bro this is you know what i'm saying just send me your location meet somewhere you can scoop me from the train hopped on the blue line got off at rosemont and um he picked me up and that was the first time that I had linked with my brother, like I said, since we were kids. Yeah. And that whole moment was just crazy. Um, That's Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, we, the first thing we did is we ended up going to get some food, pulled up to um, Bulldogs and Roselle, got some wings. You feel me? Alan's mom pulled up with his little sister, all that, and we was just kicking it, you know? Yeah, um, I didn't even know Alan had a sister. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, yeah, he's got a sister, right Aaliyah, you know? So um, we had all just linked up and had dinner. And then from there, we ended up going to the Future Kings um, studio, the dance studio at the time. They were shooting a video with D-Lo. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time I'm ever meeting my brothers. Yeah. And <laughs> they're shooting a music video with D-Lo. You feel me? That shit had to have been, like, just a lot to take in. It was in. so yeah. much to take in, you know, but I was just, like, excited the fact that I had, you know, I had other family out there. You feel me? Yeah. And that they were literally close to me. And it was just, yeah, like I said, it was a lot to take in. Um, but instantly, like, from the second that we linked up, it was a rap. <laughs> it was a rap. He was at my apartment every day. You yeah. feel me? He was drinking. And it, like, literally the perfect time. Like, I met him. 
or we reconnected when I was having my own apartment. It was winter break, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we just, that's like I, was, I wasn't time. in school. I was just at the apartment, you feel me? So it was perfect. Like I said, he was over all the time. We were teeing up. Once the semester started back, I instantly started booking him for shows and just going crazy. And then from there, just the rest is history, you know right. what I'm saying? That had to have been a crazy experience because, like, we got the story from Allen's side. And from Allen's side, like, he grew up with a brother, you mm-hmm. know? So he was meeting another sibling you feel me mm-hmm. like he had siblings you not having any siblings and just like getting some new ones like out of nowhere that shit had to have been like such a surreal situation because i can't even imagine like life before having my brothers mm-hmm. so not having a brother for your entire life and then boom like i have brothers now oh yeah that's crazy well i mean i always knew uh like i said we had that one conversation when i was in third grade i think alan was in second grade um and we talked for like five hours on the phone, um, so I always knew about him. You yeah, know, in the back of my head. Yeah, you feel me? But um, yeah, it was definitely a surreal feeling. Um, but it was like instantly, like I linked up. I found my best friend at the end of the day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And we just instantly started going crazy together. That's cool as fuck. What made you like? Because I know some people would have gotten that information and just been like, oh, okay, like you know, I have a brother. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. What made you want to? Like, reach out, hit him up, and actually, like, meet up and shit. I mean, it's just, when you grow up an only child, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing that I always wanted to experience growing up, was having brothers. You know what I'm saying? True, so, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, he has the same name as me. It's a light-skinned version of me, bro. So, of course, <laughs> I'm going to want to go. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. And see what's to the relationship. You feel me? That's cool as fuck, bro. That's cool as hell. I hear being an only child sucks. So. Yeah. I mean, it has its pros and its cons. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine living life without living life without my brothers. That shit would be crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it taught me a lot in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, my up upbringing has a you know I I I give a lot of my success to the upbringing that I had. You know what I'm saying? I was forced to find a way. True. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it was, it was it's just me out here. You feel me? So I had to find a way. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. I mean, it's like that sometimes. Like when you have brothers. Not in every aspect, because everybody does have to make their own way um, on their own to an extent. But when you do have, when you have brothers, you kind of get a get out of jail free card in mm-hmm. some situations. Oh, yeah. You feel me? That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure when you're an only child, it's like, damn, Nobody I got this situation. Blame. Yeah, like, I got to take this one. I got to take the blame. <laughs> or let's say I don't want my parents to find out about some shit. I have to handle it myself. Mm-hmm. When you got brothers, it's on some shit like, oh, shit, well. Let me hit his line because he won't tell mom and we can figure this shit out together. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, I just got into some trouble, but I don't want the teachers to call my parents. I'm going to get my brothers. Number. I was you know? doing that yeah. all by myself, bro. Yeah. H- hiding report cards and everything. Hell yeah. <laughs> like when you got brothers, if you're not at the crib, they might intercept that shit for you. Yeah. You feel me? Definitely. You always got some backup. You, yeah. <laughs> you just got auto backup wherever. Facts. But I've noticed only children are normally more like social and shit mm-hmm. too, though. Yeah, I mean, that is true to an extent. I think I'm pretty introverted and extroverted at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm on the same shit. I feel that, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, because when you got brothers, you can just pull up to some shit and you got auto friends at any, like, oh, yeah. family event or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, when you, like, are only child, you got to, you know, to have fun, you meet people, link with people, all that oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, which is a pretty cool situation. Um, But, fuck, I had a question I was about to ask you, and I look, he lost my train of thought. Oh, um... So you said meeting Alan was what got you into 
making music and shit. At what point, like, with kicking it with him shit, did you decide, like, yo, this is some shit I want to do? Like, uh, like, was there, like, a specific moment? Or it was. was this kinda, like, I'm not going to lie. It was. It was. That specific moment, I had a breakup, I remember. Um, I had a pretty, yeah, I had a, you know, uh, a, a breakup that inspired me to express myself it. in a way that I hadn't before. You know, because before, when I was just playing football, I could just go out there and express myself, you True. know. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, that's just physically. I didn't have anything to emotionally express myself. True. You know, so me being around so many different artists and so many different creators, it inspired me. You know, because I, like I said, music has been, you know, in my life journey, you know, music has saved me in so many different ways. So, um, being able to just express myself in that way was a great feeling because I was always a writer. You know, that's also another thing that I went to school for. Okay. True. Like, um, you know, journal, doing journalism and creative writing. That were those were some of my favorite subjects in school. It was I could just write. That's honestly how I got through college was just being able to write. Yeah. Just being able to articulate myself and you know write good essays. That's honestly how Hell I got yeah. through school. That that's what's up. A lot of people. Everybody needs an outlet to some extent, you feel me? Mm. Whether that's through music or sports or podcasts or whatever, like, you just happen to be one of the lucky ones that has some talent at your shit, too, you oh, feel yeah. me? Because some people, and I'm not hating on nobody, but some people, their ex expression is music, but, like, you know, they're not great at it. Yeah. And but that was, that's and your like, shit, and you're good at this shit. So, facts. Yeah. It was always, for me, a low-key hidden talent. Yeah. At the end of the day. Because, like I said, I listen to so much music growing up and like i said i was the only child you know i was kind of emotional you feel me <laughs> in that way so like music always helped me cope cope with my feelings you know and so once i actually started to express my own feelings into music yeah you know from there it was just a matter of me learning the ins and outs and the business part of it because the the passion was there hell yeah and i'm sure the college shit that you went through when it goes yeah, to like the business side and the promotion and all that shit mm -hmm. i'm sure that makes a big difference in it in oh, yeah. how you because you've only been doing it for five years but you're i would consider you to be decently far in the process oh yeah and a lot of that comes from your background in marketing uh all, all the things that you learned from mm -hmm. college yeah because even before i was doing shows of my own just as a promoter i was pulling in crowds i was pulling in crowds of 300 people that's impressive that's not you easy know to do. and that's because at my university well, like, so what happened, me going to my school, I actually went to a private Christian university, mm. you know, so um, it was pretty dry in the what aspect school was of that? North Park University. Okay, right. It was pretty dry in the aspect of parties. I mean, it was a little bus in freshman year and all that, but, mm -hmm. you know, after that, it was just kind of dry. So I came in and stepped up and, you know, started doing my shows. It all started with one birthday party that I had 300 people come out to Damn. because I just hyped it up around the campus. There's nothing else going on. I'm like, yo slide to this bar slide to this party all of that and you know people just they started to come more and more and more it was at the point we were right there off of um foster and, and kimball on the north side taking the brown line there would be about 40 of us on that brown line Damn. Getting, <laughs> getting right off at the fullerton stop and walking to mcgee's like i'm talking just crowds of people you feel me and that's that's what i was doing about once or twice a month Damn. and so Damn. there was not only uh kids from north park McGee's is right across the street from DePaul. So there was North Park kids there, DePaul kids. They all they often like they always had party buses with um Northwestern kids coming 
And then Northeastern was also right by North Park. So, like, I was in a community of colleges. So, you know, that's really where the college kid was birthed, you feel me? Because yeah. that's what I was doing. I was I was in the mix of all that. Like, we had a, a DJ from DePaul. He was DJing the events. I was hosting them. I was promoting them at my school. He was promoting promoting them at his school. And we just got these parties to bust, every single one. Oh, yeah. More and more people came, you know, and... By the time I ended up doing one of my uh, close to last events while I was still in school, I ended up performing, and that was my first ever show. And I had a crowd, a couple hundred people, you feel me, DJ rocking, nothing but college kids, you feel me, just yeah. lit. And that's some important shit, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how fucking good your music is if nobody hears it. Exactly. So having some fire music and having a fucking crowd is what is actually going to get people excited about your music exactly so to be honest i've learned from an early stage of what it meant to build a buzz yeah and because that same buzz that i built around these events is the same buzz that i built now around my music and my releases and my videos you know um it's just plugging in people in your network and in college i was just around a lot of college students who wanted to party (laughs) and i also had a job as a promoter so hand in hand yeah, bro, that's some amazing shit. Like, your career to this point has, it seems to me, is like it's just some stars aligning type shit. Oh, yeah. Like, you, it's almost like your whole life was setting you up for the shit, and you didn't even know it. Like, when it comes down to the promoting and the discipline mm-hmm. from football and meeting your brother, like, all that shit is just like a hidden road to the goal that you didn't even know you had yet. Honestly. But, I mean, to me, like, personally, I'm on a spiritual journey in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, the music is such a small part of what I'm trying to accomplish in life, you know? And that's just the outlet that I want to use to connect people. You feel me? But at the end of the day, like, this has always been who I've been. You know, that's who Jiggy Bars is. You feel me? I can date this back to me, my childhood, being a kid, being 11, 12 years old. And, you know, like I said, being raised in a single-parent household and being forced to hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't buy myself. Um, I always couldn't get the nicest Jordans or the nicest, you know what I'm saying, iPod and all that stuff growing up. So I just had to hustle. You feel me? I made a way myself. It got to the point where, like I said, I was 11, 12 years old, outside just hustling, bro. Like, the only kid doing this. You feel me? I was going around all of the blocks in the winter, shoveling all the driveways in the summer, cutting all the grasses. You feel me? And I was buying myself whatever I needed. I was helping my mom out. You feel me? Like. I had that same ethic. You know, going into high school, uh, we didn't have a lot of money. There was this college football camp that I wanted to go to when I was a sophomore in high school. In order to pay for the trip, I had to raise $300. Like, I, you know, at that time, we didn't have that kind of money. So yeah. what one of my football coaches did is gave me, um, he gave me a bag of car stickers. <laughs> I still have them to this day in my house. But it was a, it was a, like 500 car stickers that he gave me and it was just like sell these <laughs> and within a day i got them sold bro i sold them at five dollars a pop and i went around to every single house in the neighborhood and i was pitching my story i was putting myself out there i'm a football player you know um i would really love to go to this camp and people saw that determination in an 11 yeah. year old you feel me like when i was younger and when i was in high school doing when I was going around with the car stickers, people yeah, saw yeah, that. Yeah. They saw that dedication, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to raise the money to go to that camp, you feel me? And it's funny because looking at that story and looking at 
the things that I do today, I, I compare it a lot. I have in my house, I, um, in my room, actually, I have the uh, car stickers <laughs> that I sold. I have one of them hanging up mm-hmm. right next to one of my Jiggy Bars uh, college kid, one of my events, one of the flyers from my events. Yeah. And the fact that I have them right next to each other, it always reminds me, like, that's the same person, you feel me? Like, yeah. when I was younger, selling those car stickers, I was hustling, putting myself out there, you know what I'm saying, making a way, making shit happen. As an adult, looking at that flyer, that same exact event was one of my events fresh out of college, and I was still promoting at colleges. So I'm out there in front of Northeastern, in front of DePaul, in front of North Park, just walking around, talking my shit, <laughs> you feel Hell me, yeah. going out to people, putting myself out there, and people respect that. And, you know, it's the same person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? That's some hustling shit, bro. Like, I can't think of many 11-year-olds who would be like, damn, I need $300. My coach just gave me these stickers. I'm going to go sell all of these for $5 each. <laughs> $5 a pop, bro. Bro, that is some crazy shit. Like, that is some real, like, I want this. I'm going to go get it shit. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of motherfuckers and not many people would do that shit, especially not at 11. I don't know people who would do that at 20, uh, you know 22 type shit. Yeah, and that that was just the nature of my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, we didn't have a lot, so I was always forced. I was always forced to hustle because I didn't, you know, I was in an environment where people were doing pretty well for themselves, you know? Other kids were able to afford a lot of other things, you know what I'm saying, that I wasn't. So I, was, I put myself... You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put myself in those shoes just by working hard. Hell yeah, man. Bro, hard work will get you far out here. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, there are a lot of people who have hella talent, but talent can only take you so far if exactly. there's no work to back it up. Um, and you are you also have a good team. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And that is another important piece of um, trying to build your network and your career and all that. A team is important because at the end of the day, you can only do so much stuff by yourself. Mm-hmm. The podcast only works. Like when we pulled up, you was like, oh, shit, you brought the whole squad because it only works when we have every piece exactly. in place. We need our cameraman, our audio engineer. We need everybody here to be able to get the production done. So when it comes to your music shit, what are some of the key pieces and members of your team that like get the shit rolling? Man, it, me start. OK, I mean, it starts <laughs> from, you know, being in the studio. You know what I'm saying? To um, getting records produced, to recording, to mixing and mastering, to, you know, then going on to get the video and find a videographer and, you know, find the right videographer, you know, that works for this specific project and coming up with treatments, you know, building treatments together and, you know, um, shot selections and all that talking, you know, um, from there. You know what I'm saying? Then just the promotion side of it. You know, you got to have somebody to help you with the marketing. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a team that wants to push you out, that push, um, you know what I'm saying, push your music out there yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing. So um, that's definitely a part of the team. And then support. You know, you're not going to go anywhere. I, I consider all of my supporters a part of my team and a part of my camp, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not about money. Hell yeah. It's not about money. It's about the relationships that you build going forward you know and people that go into this music industry with the wrong mentality are always the ones that never make it where they want to make it facts you know what i'm saying this is like so much bigger than you know the materialistic things like even just down to making music do you know how much of an impact music has hell yeah do you know that you can save someone's life with your words 
That's a fact. That's that is a fact, and a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, honestly, like um, music is one of those things. Like I was reading this book, and one of the quotes that it was saying is like, "Music is one of the closest things to magic." You know, it's, the Damn. fact that you can take words and sound to manipulate feeling is just mind blowing to me. And thinking about it, like growing up. And listening to certain albums that just helped you heal or, you know, helped you through a tough time or motivated you to, you know, work out. You know what I'm saying? All of these things. Music plays such a big role in life. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I take, you know, I take pride in that. You know, the fact that I can inspire people with my music, the fact that I can make people dance, the fact that I can make people smile, like all of that. Hell yeah. You know? What were you? What would you say are some of your musical like inspirations? Like some of your favorite al- favorite albums growing up and the stuff that you listened to that inspired you. Growing up, um, I went through a lot of phases of music. I did not just listen to rap. Like growing up, first of all, like I told you, being I was raised by a single mom, so off bat that was a lot of R and B and gospel <laughs> that was played in the house. You know, from there, I remember when I was younger, um, I really went through a phase of just listening to great albums because I was just so interested in music and, you know, musicians and artistries and, and their life. Like, I remember just following Michael Jackson, you know, from, you know, all of his music, you know, all of his albums. Hell yeah. So Off the Wall, Thriller, you know what I'm saying? Invincible, everything. Like, Michael Jackson was one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, my favorite artist of all time now is Drake I, and... I, I, I can I, I can agree with that. I, I, mean, I know yeah. a lot of people, you know, may say it's cliche, but I'm a true Drake fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this came from a kid that used to watch Degrassi, no cap. I <laughs> oh, used shit. to watch that show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was already rocking with Drake, you feel me? So when he really started making his own music mm-hmm. and, and got into the music industry and, you know, started doing his collabs, you know, he collabing with Trey Songs and then collabing with Lil Wayne and then, you know what I'm saying, dropping his own mixtape before he really took off. Like, that part of Drake, for me, was such an inspiration. He just came in so hot. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? He came in the game hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who is Drizzy? You feel me? Right. Out here murdering verses. And I that's what inspired me, you know? I think about being a young artist, a young up-and-coming rapper, you know, that's trying to make a name for himself. And I take pride in every single song that I do. You know what I'm saying? So, I just, like I said, I remember how inspired I was, you know, growing up and, and, and listening to Drake and, and Lil Wayne in their era. You feel me? Like that that's those are definitely some artists that motivated me to make music. And then I was heavy on the R and B side too. True. Like as a listener, um, I was huge on the R and B side. <laughs> you feel me? I was the biggest Usher, Trey Songs, Neo fan. Like I was always listening to R and B. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then it, it kinda like goes back to me being inspired that from the music that my mom listened to mm-hmm. a lot, cause she went from R and B. She'll go from R and B to Kirk Franklin, and now we listening to Lil John. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, a little all, bit of everything. All of the, yeah, you feel me? I got a little bit of everything growing up. Yeah. And then, um, just as far as being growing up in my, you know, um, at uh, growing up in my neighborhood and everything, it was a it was a mixed group of people. You know, it was white people, black people, Mexicans. Um, got into a lot of music. You know, I I had my middle school rock phase. You feel me? I skateboarded back in the day. You okay, know, what where? I'm saying? like I was on a skate team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I definitely got inspiration. From a lot of that music, um, it's like I said, as well as the hip hop, R and B, and gospel song. That's crazy, man. So when you say you a Drake fan, 
I'm hoping that you're an actual Drake fan mm-hmm. and not a Drake fan in the sense of I fuck with his hits, but you really understand the type of shit that Drake really be making because Drake really be on his like rapping, rapping shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, like, all be, but, bro, Drake is one of the most versatile artists. You I, feel I me? think <laughs> he is debatably the most versatile artist. Man. I can't think of an artist more versatile than Drake. Drake said something and his most recent EP, his little drop that he did. Scary um, Hours, yeah. Yeah, on the Scary Hours too. It was that uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Man, this He went man, too crazy on it. Bro, he said, hold on. He went too crazy on that bitch. He said, um, he said, uh, nowadays, fame is disconnected from excellence. Half the time I got to ask niggas what their profession is. Birth the whole generation and these are where my confessions live. <laughs> bro, what? Stop playing, That bro. nigga Drake is on some different <laughs> shit. Like, that lemon pepper was some different shit. Oh, yeah. Keep it a stack. But it's you. like that bar. It's like I said, and I think, like, man, that is such a powerful bar, bro. Hell yeah. He said, birth the generation, and these are where his confessions live. Drake was the first person to really sing rap, bro. I promise you and make it. No, that's kind of facts, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drake was the first person to have a, a significant flow switch yeah you know what i'm saying drake was the first person that would be rapping on the track have you not in your head like and then start singing bro yeah and you'd be like oh shit what the fuck and then you know what i'm saying like drake Drake was definitely one of the first to do that and a lot of people made fun of him for it y'all remember back in 2010 type shit oh yeah we and i'm i'm not gonna lie i was one of them where a lot of people were like damn drake's soft like he doing all this singing this shit blah 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 and you like you you just not expecting it. Even Lil Wayne, when he said he discovered Drake, he was talking about how he was listening to one of the songs. He was like, yo, who's this singing? And he was like, that's me too. And Wayne was like, oh, no, I know this. I know this kid is about to be a star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's some different shit. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, so Drake is definitely an artist that I got extremely inspired by. And it's just the fact that as an artist, he continues to grow. And, and bro is just about his business. You know what I'm saying? From day one. You feel me? Bags. From day one getting in the industry it's like to the level of success he's had to this day and it's just something uh you know command you feel me because he worked for that you know what i'm saying people could say oh dre got right this that but look at his success keep it a stack every famous rapper has writers oh yeah it's it's like a lot of people don't understand that um that's a thing that almost Every big rapper has. It's part of the team. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's part of, exactly. That's part Drake of the team. Drake is not just Drake. That's not just Aubrey Graham. That's that's a team. Drake is that a is brand. A, you know, Drake isn't a just company. a person. Drake yeah. is a company. Hell you feel yeah. I mean, people work for Drake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so. At the end, of, yes, he has writers. But at the end of the day, he's the one in the studio. He's the one spitting that. He's the one. You know what I'm saying? Who's putting it out to the world? When people listen to it, they're not thinking about the writers. You feel me? They're thinking about Drake. Yeah. You know. That's a fact. That's a fact. A lot of people don't understand um, that aspect of it. Obviously, you're pretty deep into the industry, so you you have been in session where you know people who have writers or mm-hmm. different things. And at the end of the day, this that's not outside of the norm. Oh yeah. In the shit you, I've been in multiple sessions where I've seen somebody else write something for somebody mm-hmm. else. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that's a common misconception from like the casual listener to casual fan. To to yeah, to people who actually know what's going on in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has writers, bro. Like and the and the you know, all the big artists have writers. Yeah, and you, writers Cardi are B has different so many in writers, different situations like, too. Like even if 
you wrote the whole verse. I might be sitting in on your session, be like, yo, you know it'd be hard. What if you change this bar mm-hmm. to this bar? Then you feel me? That like <laughs> they got two percent of the other uh, 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 publishing. Right, exactly. That you feel me? that happens to everybody. Right, I've seen rappers sit there and bounce shit off of each other, going back and forth versus that, type shit. I mean, that's how I like to do it personally. Like, I like to have that safe space. You yeah, know, I'm not gonna work with somebody who I know is gonna be on some, you know, bougie stuff when it comes down to it. Like, music is music. It's art. You feel me? Like, hell yeah. People throw ideas in, you know what I'm saying, all the time. It's you a melting me? pot. I, yeah, you feel me? That's how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to bounce off of each other's vibe and energy. You know what I'm saying? Even today in my studio session, you feel me, from the producer to the engineer, like we're obviously both artists, which is eating, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, but, y'all were going crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, they, you know, it's always times where, okay, that's hard. Maybe you should try that, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, right. Oh, so, try this flow right here. Or yeah, maybe you know maybe switch this word, change this K. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. Um, when it comes down to writing and versatility, a lot of that versatility comes from drawing from other people's experiences. Exactly. Because you're only one person. And if mm-hmm. I want my music to touch a bunch of people, then I should include more than just my own personal view. You feel me? Exactly. It should come from a multitude of different things. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't understand. Um, the casual listener doesn't understand when they're listening to like hip hop or shit. Almost damn near every pop artist has the fucking. Oh, yeah. Like that's not like oh, some regular God. shit. So, yeah, no, nah, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, so we got some audio issues right now with the um, outside. So Vermilly can't actually talk, but he had a question for you that he wanted me to ask you. So Vermilly wanted to ask, one of his first questions is, what is the U- Udago Music Group? I don't know if I pronounced so that So Udago correct. Music Udago, Group. Um, that is the label, uh, YMG or nothing on Instagram. Um, stands for Udago Music Group. Um, the, the whole idea behind it is you know as a as a label will provide opportunity but it's on you to go you know damn that's hard nobody is <laughs> going to you know what i'm saying yeah. nobody is going to feed you you know what i'm saying nobody's going to walk you through a door you know what i'm saying but at the at the same time we'll provide opportunity for you so what it my situation is just you know throwing lighter fluid on fire you know what i'm saying damn that's how it's been you know how long I, you been with them about a year and a half. Okay, where? How did you end up getting in touch with them? Like contact. What made you decide that this was the team that you d- that you wanted to go with? You know, so like the thing about YMG, it's it's a lot of similarities to Canvas in a way, um, because that's where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's a, a lot of similarities. And for those who don't know, Canvas is his brother Allen's yeah uh, production company. Yeah. Um, as far as relationships, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing I've built my career on is relationships and the fact that. Um, Alan was the one to build this relationship with my manager mm-hmm. on the CEO of YMG. We did, we ended up doing an event with him while I was still in college, and I was still with Can- this is when I was Canvas crazy. You feel me? Yeah. We were, we were throwing parties at my college, like everything just going nuts. Um, but going into you know what I'm saying going into a different season of my life, it was the move that made the most sense. Okay. You know because me and my brother like we are two. We're two goats at what we do. You feel me? So to have us both putting all of our energy towards one thing when there was so much more, yeah, you for know sure, and for us to achieve, it made more sense because now I'm at a point. I'm in so much more of a better situation than I was before that I can provide so much more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because now that you know I've got all this experience, I've always had you know my networks and everything. It continues to grow, but at the same time, now it's like. 
I can plug Canvas. Hell yeah. You feel me? Like that's, I, that's an important thing when it comes down to networking because if y'all two are both together every single time, then y'all are going to be meeting the same people and getting the same exactly. thing every single time. But this way, you're in a different spot. You're getting connections. He's in a different spot. He's getting connections. And now y'all can pull those things and now to we can divide and conquer type e- shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I remember at the time, uh, this is right when I was graduating college, when we did the event, the Canvas and YMG Collective, our first ever event together. Um, that was my first time ever performing in front of YMG, getting on their radar. Actually, went crazy. That was that show was <laughs> lit. That show was definitely lit. Um, we had a bunch of Chicago notable people pop out. A lot of radio stations, you know, just A and R's, everything. It was it was busting, uh, for sure. So after that event, you know, um, I kept, I graduated, kept going on with Canvas. You know, we were doing our events. Um, I ended up seeing YMG at another one of the shows that we did this was at mcgee's this was like the first ever canvas house party mm-hmm. you know where we just bought out a dope lineup like yeah sprato solo cello willa kogu zay stone like all of these super talented artists came out to perform and that show was where i saw ymg again and they were in the crowd you know what i'm saying and i went crazy again that show definitely <laughs> had definitely had that place rocking but um i ended up bumping into my manager um, at the time, and you know, he just asked me what I had going on with my management, and I was just like, you know, nothing really right now, um, mm-hmm. and kind of just kept going about the show. You feel me? And then we had a conversation. You know, just the opportunity of management was brought up. You know, and it was just at the time made the most. Sense. Um, yeah, it made the most sense. You feel me? Especially based on like the relationships that we had. You feel me? Going into it, and you know, it it was a good decision. You feel me? That's dope. Uh, Millie wanted to know why do you go by the college? First off, congrats on uh, graduating. Thank but why you, you still go that. by the college kid after graduating? So for me, like the college kid is a mentality. Like I told you guys my story about my life and you know how I always grinded. You feel me and made a way. Like that same enthusiasm that I had in this world. You know, a lot of it was based off of you know my drive that I had in college. You feel me and um. The college kid for me is a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I won't be the college kid the rest of my life. You feel <laughs> right. me? But um, for me, that's where I was birthed. That's where Jiggy Bars was birthed in that atmosphere. And that, you know, that being the college kid, that's who Jiggy Bars was. You know, um, obviously, I'm going to grow and evolve into, you know, just Jiggy Bars at the end of the day. <laughs> right. But um, the college kid right now is the vibe I'm rocking with. You feel me? Um, yeah. I still, I'm still young and got energy. You feel me? Like facts. How so, old are you? I don't think I I'm 26. I actually just turned 26. Oh yeah, your birthday um, was just like what? Two weeks this ago? Month, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that shit look. That shit look rocking. Y'all look like y'all were having a blast. Up Man, there. you canvas bust the stage out. Y'all were turning up and out. Heed. Yeah, no, I saw that shit. That shit was looking live, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I know people were gonna pop out based on the strength of it being my birthday. So true that. Yeah, no, that shit is good too. Um. So, from that top shelf, mu- this is another question from uh, Millie. Hmm. From that top shelf music video, you got the photo of him with the uh, dreadlocks and shit with the phone and all that. He wanted to know how you had the dress to the side, the side of your face because Millie wants. Nigga, what kind of fucking question is this? <laughs> this is a get on the mic and ask this question. What the fuck is this? How I had my uh, so, hair to the side. Yeah, I'm a fan of dreadlocks. I recently <laughs> got my own, okay. and I. I have your or I have a screenshot of you and Alan like in the top shelf video. Oh y'all yeah, on that commercial shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are just sitting to the side like talking about the girl who just walked in. Mm-hmm. And I 
I saw your hair to the side like that. That's the exact style that I'm trying to go for. So <laughs> I put your picture in a like folder of like dreadlocks because I have a folder for dreadlocks. You're you're in that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's what's up. Place, yeah. <laughs> You're a loser. I just wanted to know how you how you got them like that. Bobby pins and the and the stylist, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> that's really you know the uh, the stylist who um, styled that whole music video. She was doing my hair. Who's the you know, stylist? Um, her name is Mai. She's in Lake County. That's um, what's up. Yeah, so she um yeah like I said she Bobby pinned my hair up. You feel me? I always try and switch up. Like that's why I'm glad I grew out my hair for real, for real. Cause how long you been growing it? About four years. Damn. It's been, you know, I, I it was a little longer. You know, I just cut the tips up True. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. It's braided now, but it's, it's getting there in length. You feel me? So That's decent. That's what's up. Shit, good shit on that. Yo, so one thing that I have noticed, you put out more music videos than any other artist I know at, like, the level that you're at. How are you able to continuously, like, this shit is actually mind-boggling to me. How are you able to continuously put out music videos at the caliber? that? Because they're, they're not just some bum-ass music videos mm-hmm. that you just, like, standing on the street. Like, yeah. these are actually, like, well-produced music videos, and you put them out frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, this is some frequent shit you do. How are you able to do that so frequently and so well? Well... It's practice, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really good practices, you know? Like, it goes back to discipline. Like, you do you think that I just pull up to these video shoots and just think it's going to be all gravy? Like, no, it's a lot of work, Production. a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I definitely, my manager is a, a huge part of the process. You know, he's my mentor, so he's in my ear a lot, you feel me? In my ear a lot about my relationships and plugging in with people. And so... That's why I'm always on top of it. That's why, you feel me, I'm always contacting people, you know what I'm saying, um, and just keeping my relationships, mm-hmm. you know. So um, when it does come time to do events, I have people that want to come out, and they've seen the quality that I post. They've seen the quality of my videos, so they want to they wanna be a part of it, you Hell know yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah, but... Um, That's impressive. Yeah, you know, so uh, like I said, I, just, I did this um, most recent video shoot last week in Lake County, and... I mean, I had my people pop out. It was my team popped out. The, the artist that I um, featured on the track is also a Lake County artist. So, um, oh, what artist is that? This was Hood MVP. Okay, word. An, another another Round Lake native. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> we went to high school together and all that. So, this was a dope gang, collab. Gang. Um, you got some models to pop out. You feel me? And we just, um, you know, bounced from different locations. I had already had everything planned out. And everything, so yeah. Yeah, y'all be going crazy on the music video. <laughs> I'm telling like, you, bro. Them bitches look actual like professional as fuck type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, nah, that's impressive as hell. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. You know, um, my creativity never stops, and the fact that I'm always surrounded by other creatives and, you know, um, really disciplined um, businessmen. You know, what I'm saying that really helps. Yeah, no, nah, that that is what's really important. A lot of people don't understand the importance of having people around you that know shit you don't know oh yeah it gives you the ability to learn shit that you exactly. don't know and they can do shit that you never would have been able to do if it was just your like just yourself exactly. like you can't put on that music video just with one nigga like that's not a one person job never but when you got other people that have put on hella music videos now after your first second video you and this bitch like okay i know i gotta do this like at this next video okay exactly you learning and y'all are just able to keep doing that shit efficient as hell because i know a lot of artists and you put out more vi- music videos than most of them and the music videos are actual like high quality shit mm-hmm. 
Like, that's some impressive-ass shit. I appreciate that, man. You know, we're just going to keep going, like, and, you know, I'm just highly motivated individual. You feel me? And I got a lot of goals, so, I mean, I don't intend on slowing down anytime soon. Word. That's what's up, man. You said you got a lot of music in the tuck. When do you think you're about to put out some more shit and, like, what do you think it's going to be? So, right now, I know, like, I got this single dropping on March 31st, So So featuring Hood MVP. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen the uh, promo for that shit. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, coming out with the music video right after. So, and then I get, just got a, I got a lot of projects in the work, man. It's really just, like, it's a marketing game at this point. It's not even yeah about the music you feel me like i got music for days i can drop whenever you know so it's just how do you decide what you're gonna put out next and when to do it it's a lot about timing you know what i'm saying what makes the most sense what can we benefit the most from okay like this artist like for me i know i just i have a, a huge market in lake county like i just sold out merchandise there you know so like people want to support me out there so you know for this one this wasn't even a song that I intended on dropping anytime soon, but just because, you know, everything is so hot already, it made sense. You feel yeah. me? We're already doing what we're doing in Lake County. I got a team out there. Let's go ahead and give them something real quick. We don't even got to, you feel me? We don't even got to give them everything. You know, right. this, this this track is a banger for sure. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But there's so much more. <laughs> shit, you got to put out that shit that you showed us today. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that one, shit was knocking. Yeah, definitely. Um. We'll see, though. Uh, it's really just about... I know eventually I want to give everybody... I want to drop a project. And when I do, when the, when the time comes I drop a project, it's going to be serious. That's what's up, man. <laughs> and you got some dope songs with your brother, too. Oh, yeah. Me and Alan got... Top hits. Shelf goes crazy. Yeah, Top yeah. Shelf's one of my favorites. Now, what, what would you say your favorite song by yourself is? I know you got a long-ass list to pick from, but what, what would you say it is? Like, if this is somebody's first time like ever listening, what song would you recommend them from I, you? Right now, I would probably play What's Wrong With You, you know, because it has a visual and a single, and, you know what I'm saying, it's hot. It's one of my hottest singles um, without a feature, so probably, probably What's Wrong With You. Okay, word. Yeah, that that's what's up. So if you haven't ever listened to Jiggy, go go check that shit out. Yeah. Nah, because you, you do have some good-ass music, and you got a lot of different vibes um, that a lot of different people can fuck with, because mm -hmm. not, not every artist has different vibes vibes and bags they can get get into exactly sometimes it's just okay like this is if i want to listen to some party music i'll go listen to this person yeah, one if i want to go artist. listening to this I, mm -hmm. i'll go listen to this person and you know like sometimes that is a benefit because you get really good at the one thing mm -hmm. but it is also nice to have an artist where i can be like okay i can listen to this song from this person for this vibe but i can also listen to this for this vibe on some similar drake shit exactly like, if i want to turn up i can play some drake exactly. if i'm sad I can play some Drake. If For I'm real. happy as fuck, I'll play, play some Drake. Drake. <laughs> Lyrical shit, Drake it is. You, saw, oh, you, you got it. Like, that versatility will really change some shit because it just keep people on your page longer. Exactly. Which is really what you want when it comes down to the marketing game, the number shit. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like, my first couple projects, I didn't want to put out anything. I didn't want to just put out the typical, you know, bouncy bop music, you feel me, everybody turns up to. Like, I wanted to get real records. Like, for example, obviously, my um, single On Now is a huge hit. That's my biggest streamed hit, most viewed on YouTube. And it's a record. There's a backstory to it. You feel me? People can connect with it. 
This that's t- the one with uh, Alan. That's right? the one with, yeah, yeah, that's the first one I have with Alan. Yeah. Um, and then I got that music video was hard with the um with the Alan's train. kid and nah that yeah. <laughs> the, the intro into that shit was cool as fuck. Especially knowing the story of how exactly. y'all met. Watching that video was that shit was so dope. Man, that's what I'm saying. I, I knew it because I'm like, bro, like we got an unrealistic story, bro. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Imagine this on screen. You know, we did that. You feel me? Brought the babies in there. They killed it. Who was the other me? kid? I know one of them was Alan's kid. Oh, man, yeah. And that's Who's his little cousin right you? there, Jax, right? Okay. That's his name, Jax. Word. You know? Shit was impressive. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely... It was fun. It was a good time. No no pressure. You feel me? Just getting the kids to understand. And it's also really dope to be able to provide that atmosphere for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I look at it like my nephews, Kaden and Kai, are going to be so set. You know? Like, yeah. they get the atmosphere where, you know, they're not constantly being told that they're being hyper bad like they can use that creativity and energy yeah you know and when you saying? see your parent following their dreams it makes it really easy for you to do the same thing yeah because i mean i can't speak for everybody but not everybody grows up with that mindset a lot mm-hmm. of people you know that's kind of how the society raises you is in a situation of go to school go to college get a job yeah. do that like this they is just what want you, you have to survive to do. You yeah know what I'm saying? and like, you know that's how they were all raised you know mm-hmm. that's how most of our parents were raised Definitely. but when you grow up with the situation of oh shit here's my dad going after his dream every single day exactly i want to do that too so and growing man. up being a part of that is like yo I definitely want to do this. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. Blah, blah, mm. blah. Like, that's some different shit, which is really, like, I, I just amazing, think that's the coolest real. thing ever. Honestly. You know, that's the whole goal, you know, with everything that we're doing. You know, I don't have kids right now, but I know I'll have kids later on in life, you know. But the whole idea is to be able to build a foundation, you know, for the youth in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, you know, this is why I'm just glad that we're continuing to build, you know, because I... Like I said, like I'm not slowing down anytime soon. I <laughs> right. know Island's not slowing down, you know, so we're just gonna keep going and continue to build so that, you know, we can provide opportunity for the youth, you feel me? And we can create that continue to create that atmosphere. Yeah, for it, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, y'all on some full speed ahead type shit. Like y'all are really grinding and working hard and that helps keep me motivated and it, oh, yeah. i'm sure it helps keep a lot of people motivated definitely having motivated people in my circle every time i open up my instagram feed go on the story oh shit jiggy doing some crazy shit right Facts. now okay he's <laughs> working on a music video oh shit alan and canvas changing this shit up okay word word let me go get on my shit you exactly. feel me that's like that's the best part of having a good network of good energy people like-minded people it only helps you get further in the long run that's facts. That that shit is amazing. Um, what are some things that like you want? Is there anything you want to talk about? Tell fans about people. Some people may not know about you or some shit that you just want to get off your chest. You feel me? Um, I guess like my thing is I just want to you know send my message to my fellow creatives. Um, to you know to just hone in on your craft, stay consistent. It's not gonna be an easy road. You feel me? You're going to have so many bumps. And it's really just about how you adjust. You feel me? Um, The road is going to be very rocky. You feel me? Like, I'm still going through it. I haven't made it. You know what I'm saying? And even when I do make it, it's not going to stop. Yeah, it's not easy. You just work harder. (laughs) This is just this lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? This is what, you know, comes and goes with this lifestyle. You got to work hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hone in on your friend, on your relationships. You know what I'm saying? continue to keep good quality relationships because they will take you so much further in your future 
people really want to sleep on the networking aspect of being an artist and focus so much on the creativity. At the end of the day, that's good. You want your creativity, your art to be the best version of itself. But at the end of the day, you are only as big as your network. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I continue to grind, work with new artists. I continue to, you know what I'm saying, put myself out there. I continue to network wherever I go. You feel me? Because that's the only way you're going to build your your artistry, your career, your brand, you know, Facts. that that you want to be able to to feed, to eat off of and be able to feed your family with. You know what I'm saying? Just continue to build your network. Keep working hard. You know what I'm saying? And Hell yeah. And when it comes down to network, I feel like that is um, a big part of your story that I've yeah. been, I've noticed. You know, that's a theme that I've noticed a lot is networking mm-hmm. like when we ask you a question is i got here because i was able to get to this person <laughs> i got here because i met this person mm-hmm. i think that's really a gift that you have that not a lot of people can see it have is a lot of people know where they want to be but they don't know how to get there mm-hmm. and who to get them there and i think that you have a sight and an ability to see things that other people cannot see when it comes to the connections that like intertwine all of us you know yeah Definitely, you know. Um, again, that just like tapping into your resources, man. That's a huge thing. Like, g- get rid of the pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at the hell, point where, man, hell I, yeah, I don't bro. like. I don't care what goes on personally. You feel me? Like, at the end of the day, when it comes to my business, like I have a goal. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that I've had to to learn. Really, transitioning, going from being a, a college student to a, a full time entrepreneur and artist in the music industry is that. You know, relationships are key, and like you just can't be in your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, facts, man. There, there's no reason to be proud. You should not want to work with this person or work. Like, obviously, you know, certain situations. You know, yeah. you want to make the best decision for yourself. But at the end of the day, if a, if the only thing holding you from an opportunity is your pride and the way you feel about somebody, like that shows you right there you're not built for this. You know what I'm saying? So, Facts, man. Um, and that goes into the entitlement thing, too. I talk about entitlement and how, as an artist and a creator, you can't have entitlement. A lot all. of people will get mad, and it's like, oh, man, they, they're supposed to come to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm an artist. I feel like I'm the shit. Yeah. Why aren't people coming to me asking me to do this? Why isn't? Why aren't people streaming my songs? Like, nobody owes you a stream to a song. Nobody owes you exactly. an offer to a party or a show or a record deal. If you want it, you have to go out and get it. You have to earn it. Exactly. And that's why I'm so glad that I have this football background because, like, I'll tell you straight up, like, that's the reason I have the discipline and, you know what I'm saying, that I do have is playing sports because, like, going into college football camp, you're not owed anything. Like, who cares what you did in high school? You were in a group of 11, of 100 other people, you feel me, from all over the world. You're not owed anything. Like, you know, I had to learn about that. You feel me? Like, yeah. Um, being in sports, you feel me? Like, just gotta you gotta be a go getter. You gotta stay hungry. You can't be entitled to anything. You know what I'm saying? And you know, gotta keep that hunger. Hell yeah, that's really how you get to it. Like that, that sport. I can see the sports mentality and the mental toughness of. I have to go get it. I have to earn my spot at the table. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just going to hand me a plate. And a lot of people just. Do not understand, <laughs> don't understand that. that at like all. they have so much pride when it comes to yeah, I'm an artist. Like I'm, my music's so good. Why isn't anybody streaming it? Oh shit. Well, maybe you should 
go get people to stream it. That's yeah, your, that's exactly. your job as an artist. Just because somebody is your friend on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, or <laughs> somebody that you know does not mean that you're a fan. You feel me? Like, you really have to. And then once you do get a fan base, no matter how small it is, you got to continue to feed them. You know, a lot of people will have people rocking with them. they have people in their corner, but they don't focus on them because they're so focused on the bigger picture Facts. and all that that they, you know, oversee the people that are actually there. You know, so like, hell yeah, you got to continue to feed who's rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, important. That's important as hell to make sure that a lot of people want this big fan base. They want all this shit, but you have to make sure that you're ready for it because oh, yeah. everything's not going to just come to you at once. Things are going to come to you when you're ready for it. So if you can't handle having five fans, how do you expect to handle having five million fans? Uh, that's just not easy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a process. It's a job. And I think that a lot of people don't understand really how much goes into the job and how tough it is. And that's some shit that seems like a real talent of yours is that you know what the fuck the shit takes. You know what you want and you know how you're going to get there. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's just a matter of keep going. You know, like, yeah. the only thing that's going to stop me is death. Honestly. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> For real. And even then, that shit can immortalize artists sometimes. For real. Like, people going to be inspired from my story one way or another. I'm going to always keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are always going to be inspired. Yeah, man. Bro, just keep inspiring, really. Y'all got any uh, questions, Millie C2? Nope. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a terrible thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What initially like brought that spark out of you, or do you do you can you relate to any person around you that you just saw work really hard and made you want to work that hard? Like growing up. Or? Well, like anything. Like what 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 lit the fire? Um, it really started from. I would say when I was in high school, like I you know obviously I had drive before you know, but like going into high school. And being presented the opportunity to get out of my hometown and, you know what I'm saying, you know, play my or do my dreams of playing sports, continuing it. Um, that was one thing that really fueled me because I was not I would by no means I may have graduated college, but in high school, my grades were trash. Like I did not. <laughs> I, I know you know what I'm saying? So I was, I was, I was there to play sports and go home for real in high school. But when I found out, you know, I had the opportunity and there is different colleges interested in me wanting to go play for them i got i got into it you know what i'm saying like i was staying every day coming early getting tutoring doing whatever i needed bro i had a 2.2 gpa and a 17 act score i got into a, a private liberal arts college with scholarships bro because i wanted it you feel me like yeah. I, I went to i went to the principal of the university i wrote acceptance letters like the only reason i got accepted to my school was because i wrote an acceptance letter that was so good that the president of the university called me and my mom to the university where he awarded me a academic scholarship with a 2.2 gpa that's some crazy shit all because <laughs> of a paper that i wrote it was a good three pages you know i'm just really good at, at at talking about my life and making people feel it you know like they they felt the motivation you know that they saw how work hard I worked the last couple semesters in high school just to be able to get into college. 
You know what I'm saying? So like they took a chance on me. You feel me? Yeah. I was in the I was actually in a program. Uh, it's called Compass, and it was a transitional program. You know for. Um, students who didn't have great grades in high school you know but um wanted to be successful in college and you know those programs helped me you know with tutoring helping me pay for my books and all of that stuff um and i just continued to you know kept up with my drive you know college was not easy at all like i i look at this like i look at my diploma by the way it just came in the mail not too long ago hey but um (laughs) i look at it and i'm like Bro, this was years of hard work. I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? Late nights, doing so much homework, you know, grinding, even being able to pay for school. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that. You know, none of that was given to me. You feel me? Yeah, I got a couple academic scholarships, but I had to work. I still had to work two jobs going into college damn. while playing football just to be able to That's pay. damn near three jobs. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, School it is. job in the soul, that's four I, jobs type shit. I mean, granted, those jobs were cake. You feel me? I'm <laughs> either working... I was working to do laundry for the football team, and then I was working to, at the um, at the rec center, you know. So yeah, so it's, it's like still jobs, smooth shit, but me? yeah. But I was doing whatever I needed to get by. You feel me? That's crazy, man. That's some hard work, bro. Like I can definitely feel the hard work and dedication, like because, and even the fact that you understand or understood at the time, like college is a game. Like yes, you do need good grades, mm-hmm. you do need all that, but at the end of the day, you can still play the game. Even if you don't have those, and that's kind of what you did in the situation, you were able to show your strengths in other places. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I ain't never been the test type, test taking type of student. I'm just go up there and just talk type of student. You feel me? Like yeah. I was a communications major, so most of my classes were speaking courses. You know, inter intercultural communications, learning how to communicate with different cultural groups. Like just so much different so many different type of communicating classes you know hell yeah that's what's up bro bro that's cool as fuck man you definitely are a cool ass dude to talk to like <laughs> like we that, we've spoken a couple different times on ig and shit you know but yeah. and that's one of the cool things about the internet is that we were able, even able to do this but me and you in person you're just a cool ass dude like, oh, i appreciate too man, yeah no. y'all some cool ass people real deal y'all came out here <laughs> you know what i'm saying showed a lot of love and support and you know i was excited about i've been excited about this interview so you know no, this shit was fun as fuck. Yeah, this this is a fun ass interview. Uh, anybody got anything else they trying to? Huh? It's loud out here. Bro. <laughs> uh, do you see any similarities between you and your brother, like personality wise? That oh my like- god, bro! Like, we're, <laughs> and sometimes it'll annoy me, bro, because like <laughs> we both do this thing where we just talk our shit, bro. Like, and competitively, you know what I'm saying, like. Whether it's us, he's a competitor. Yeah, man. you know what I'm saying. Like, and he will keep going, bro. Like, if we playing basketball, if we boxing, if we in the studio, if we doing whatever, bro. We're just constantly, you know what I'm saying, got that drive, pushing each other, and like, you know what I'm saying. We both be in our bag, and we both be talking our shit. So like, we both really got the ability to talk. You know what I'm saying, and it's crazy. Like, we have the same name, literally just switched the first and middle. You know what I'm saying. So, um. And we have a lot of similarities. It's just as far as just the way we do things. Like, we had a completely different upbringing. He was in Long Beach. I was in Round Lake in the Burbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was it was just a completely different That's crazy upbringing. that y'all grew up to be so similar, like, so Man. far away from each other. You feel me? For real. That's crazy because y'all were literally on opposite sides of the country, like, far away, but still grew into 
similar people. Because, yeah. like, how much would that have sucked if after all those years you met him and he was just a trash person? Like, that shit would have been garbage. But y'all low-key cool as fuck and actually were close-ass friends. That's that's <laughs> dope as hell. Yeah, nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's just because, I, I mean, I see a lot of myself in him. You know what I'm saying? It's a little, like, similarities, you feel me? But just our work ethic, you feel me? Like, we both had tough, tough upbringings, you know what I'm saying? So that really molded us to be the people that we are today. True shit, man. True shit. Man, that's not that, that's y'all got an inspiring ass story. No I don't know anyone else who can tell a story like that. <laughs> oh no, I was looking at that and like, bro, this story has gotten exposure. You know what I'm saying? From some of Chicago's biggest blogs, you feel me? What's the word T V? You feel me? Illinois radio, all of getting oh, yeah, so featured Illinois articles, is, uh, you feel shit. me? Um because this story and it's like, bro, I picture us. Man, we're going to be telling this story in a lot of places, you feel me? Just because of everybody's reaction. I remember one time I told this story, like, when we was in the studio, when he was in the old Canvas studio, we told this story, and my homie Pharaoh, he walked out. He had to walk out of the room because he could not believe it. Like, he was that much, like, bro, like, just the fact of us being six minutes away from each other. And right. Just, you know, all of it's it's just a... That's some universal lining yeah. type of shit. Oh, Yeah. Like, you could have made that call when he was still out in California, but... I'm saying. That shit happened when he was six minutes away. The universe definitely pulled up. <laughs> and I'm not even, like, a the universe type of type guy. Of no, like, I'm not real. even that type of guy. I'm not into, like, the astrology and all the universe nah, shit. That's yeah. not me. I'm but, telling you, energy is real. Energy, energy is real. But no, like, I'm, I'm like, not, yeah. like, the universe will sing to you sometimes. Man. And it'll tell you when your moment's what, what coming. Song? And when it, you'll know <laughs> when you hear it. You'll <laughs> know when you hear it. I promise you. You'll be standing there. You're going to be like, man, I can't believe they just lined the ball up like this. I'm about to like, hit it. Yeah. I'm about to me? hit it to the next part. Like, it don't even matter. Man, I could promise you, though, but I seen this. Like, imagine you. This was five, six years ago when we first reconnected. Before I was even playing music, or before I was even making music, and I was just doing promoting, and I was booking album. Like I seen this, you feel me? I seen this, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we really gonna do some shit? You feel me? Because he he just had enough raw talent on his own, and I had enough drive. You feel me? And it's just like coming together, man. I was just like, something's going. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, is really right. gonna take off. You can see you had all the ingredients. Exactly. Yeah, no, y'all definitely making it happen, man. Like even at the point that we're at right now, y'all are really killing this shit like y'all are really going a lot harder than a lot of people are and the results that you're getting from it is very reflective of how much effort y'all are putting into it oh yeah yeah definitely i know the pandemic slowed a lot of things down and slowed a lot of people down but shit me i'm like oh yeah it's time to go it's time to amp it up hell yeah we can't do shows okay i'm gonna be in the studio every day you feel me exactly I'm gonna work on my brand i'm gonna you know what i'm saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my merchandise i'm gonna get my logo like all of that you feel me the pandemic really gave people time a lot of people use the pandemic as an excuse to um and you know everybody needs different things so some people did need the pandemic as a chance to like take a break and like you know cool out get some stuff off of their chest off yeah, their shoulders take, yeah yeah some people needed that um but a lot of people before the pandemic, I heard a lot of people go, I wish I had more time for this. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more time to do that. I wish I had more time. And then the pandemic literally gifted us time. You feel me? Which was fucking awesome for people like me, for people like you. Um, getting that extra time that we needed to really use it as a launching pad. Yes, the pandemic is a horrible fucking mm-hmm. thing. Like, I'm not going to say it was a good ass thing. Oh, yeah. But 
you got to be able to find good things and bad things. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to use every single situation as an opportunity for growth. And I personally had my best year in the pandemic. I think I did too. Music yeah. wise, videos took off, you know, all the different write ups, you know, all the connections I made. Like 2020 was quite the year for me, you know, so. And 2021 going to be even better. Yes, sir. Just trying to follow up with another fire year. Yeah, when you get the momentum. You just got to keep it going, you feel me, on some mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, just can't stop the ball. Exactly. Because you definitely pick some momentum up. I've, I've seen your numbers. Your numbers have been going up. Shit been going up. You've been getting more interaction, engagements, and all that oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, it's just. Got multiple interviews. You had, like, what, three interviews in 2020 type shit? Yeah. More than that, even. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And 2020, or 2019, I was I kept the ball rolling for 2019 because had a hot year, 2019. Too, that was the first year with the label. I was all over the place performing, and I performed in BT Weekend in LA. My Damn, first weekend being with the label, they flew me out to Cali. That's and the crazy, crazy thing is, I didn't fly out from Chicago. I, I flew out from Omaha, Nebraska, because I had a show there the day before. Damn. So this is like, like I said, one of the first weekends being with the label. I already had a show booked in Nebraska. We ended up driving out there like a group of like a bunch of artists. We drove out there, stayed out there, you know, did our show, all of that. The night. Of the show, came back, chilled for a little bit. I literally hopped on a flight to LA, and I'm gonna tell y'all this story. I ain't never told this story. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't never told this story in the interview, but this was one of the craziest moments of my life. 2019 was kind of a a rough financial year for me. Getting, you know, coming straight out of college and having my career set up, doing music full time. Like it was a little rough financially for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it'd be like that. I did this show in Omaha, Nebraska, and I had my, you know, ticket to L.A. to go out there and perform um, the next day, and I had my cousin who stayed out there, so I knew I was going to be straight as far as staying goes, bro. Right. I promise you, the night of that Omaha show flew out that next morning, technically 7 in the morning, but we left to the airport at, like, 4. I fly, get to L.A., I don't even have a... My phone doesn't even have service. Damn. I just got $50 from that show. Damn. And I'm there for <laughs> two nights. Damn. So I get there to LA. It's like nine in the morning, right? I don't even have Wi-Fi. I can't call nobody. I'm using a text. I'm, a te- I'm using a text-free text app yeah. at the time. So uh, I knew that my cousin told me once you get to LAX to get a... Uh, a shuttle bus outside of the airport to Uber, so you know what I'm saying you'll be in the yeah, um, you know uh, away from the airport. But yeah, so, you get that so crazy, uh, I promise you not, bro. My first experience, I'm flying, get off. Dude next to me ends up telling me like how to get outside of the airport. All of this, I'm sitting there waiting on the bus, right? So this girl I ain't never met, she's sitting right next to me, looking just as lost as me. So <laughs> I go up there and I talk to her. I'm like, yo, what's good? Uh, I'm an artist. I'm from Chicago. I just flew here from Omaha. I got a show tomorrow. Woo woo, all of this stuff. Yeah. And I told her the same thing my cousin told me. I was like, you know, it's smarter to get a Uber outside of the airport. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you want to catch an Uber. Yeah. So it turns out we end up uh, go with this girl. We end up going to this little breakfast joint, like right outside of the airport. Mm-hmm. And we're there. Finally connect to Wi-Fi. I got like 12 missed calls. <laughs> you feel me? I called my manager. I'm like, yo, what's what's good? I just landed in L.A. And he was just telling me, okay, uh, Jody V is going to be right behind you. He's flying from Chicago. I called Jody V. You know what I'm saying? Um, we get to talking like, what's the move, bro? And 
He was just like, he got his spot that he's staying at. I'm at my cousin's crib. I was like, all right, I'm going to get up with you. Pretty right. much, you <laughs> me? I'm with this girl. We had breakfast. And I told her, like, my cousin stays about 25 minutes away from here. She told me, well, my Airbnb doesn't let me check in until 4 p.m. It's 9 in the morning. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you want to slide with me to my cousin's crib? I talked to him. He's all, yeah, it's all good. And you feel me? And she's like, yeah, sure. All right, bet. Shit. She got the Uber? <laughs> we, in <there. laughs> we in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, we end up um, going to my cousin's house and um, linking up there. And it's just dope. Like, he's in L.A., Hollywood Boulevard, right down the street. You feel me? You can see the Big Hollywood shit. sign from his uh from his uh, apartment balcony and it's lit. So it's me, this girl I just met, my cousin, and he's got a girl that flew from Chicago down there to go do a bunch of events because it was BT weekend. Yeah. And this first weekend or this first night I'm there, I'm just in LA, bro. I'm just taking it all in. I just flew from Omaha, barely slept, bro. Like right, um, artist shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that first night, we uh, we had a show, and this was the show that I had, you know what I'm saying? The one that I, I was performing on that, uh, I believe I was performing on that Thursday. Jody was per- performing on the Friday and we left on Saturday. Um, so I had my show. This was downtown LA. Um, you know, hours passed by. Shorty ends up leaving. It's just me and my cousin. He got in this event that same night. So um, I let him do his thing. And, you know, we, we split up, right? And I, I end up getting this Uber to this spot, downtown LA. First time being in LA, you feel me? I'm in an Uber. I barely know anybody out here. I'm just loving it. You feel me? Right. I get to this is a, a Beats and Beers festival. That's what the show is called. I get there. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a nice little setup. You feel me? It's a it's a it's a decent amount of people out. Bunch of artists from all over the world were there. You feel me? So I'm I'm there. What's good? Talking to everybody. You feel me? Um, end up doing my performance. I performed two songs. You feel me? Uh, it, was, it was slight, you know what I'm saying? LA people are a little bougie, you know. Everybody was in, <laughs> right. everybody in the in the crowd was an artist, you know what I'm saying? So it was cool to network, go talk to other people, True do all of this, um, you know, had the show, and then slid back to my cousin's crib and passed out for the first time. Woke up the next morning. Now we in LA, you know, with a little bit of time, right. we ain't Actually, got nothing to do to the show rest. tonight. You feel me? So now we downtown. On the scooters, you feel me, going crazy. That's just um, a lot of LA is downhill, you feel me? So we was going down, going up and down the hills, you feel me? We yeah. uh, The first thing we did was go hike the Hollywood Hills. So we took the scooters there, you feel me? And then we're going up to the scooters. Man, that was that a workout. Awesome. You feel me? It was a workout itself, <laughs> just going up there. But it was beautiful, you feel me? Got back, kicked it a little bit. Um, There's this app called Ease, and they actually like deliver weed straight to your doorstep. And my cousin was an ambassador, so with me signing up to get an account, um, we got a free eighth delivered. Damn. You know I mean? So I'm there. Uh, I go downstairs, pick up some weed. You feel me? I'm upstairs smoking with my cousin. We just vibing, bro. That's some artist shit. You know what I'm saying? Real. We just vibing. You know, like I said, he's very connected out there in L.A. Like, he's got all types of people. He told me one day he was bumping on the scooters and almost ran into Queen Latifah's car. You feel me? Damn. Like, he does events out there, so he be, you know, in front of all of that. Yeah. But, um... That same night, our label, um, but this was the performance Jody V was doing. We opened up for Chief Keef at the um, Backwoods Festival, and this was at a, a club in L.A. My Man, this is one of the, to this day, one of the big. greatest experiences I've ever had. I'm out there, um, you know, the show, the, we get to the show, I'm linking up with one of the, the club owners who 
uh, through the show. You feel me? We're connected. Well, all of that. I'm meeting Chief Keefe's DJ. You feel me? We're in a we're in a section. He sets a section up just for Chicago people. So it's like Hot Rod from Power 92, Breeze Specific. Like, and I'm sitting yeah, here, right. bro. Like, I'm, man, I'm, in, I'm, I'm feeling like this the shit, shit right? Like, I'm, I'm that this. nigga now. You know what I'm saying? I was on on stage talking to the DJ, even though I wasn't performing, bro. I was just, hey, shit, I'm here. You feel me? Right. And the fact that we could just flame up backwards you feel me right like in just the club turn bro, up. this is something different i'm like wow this is dope you know what i'm saying so and this is throughout the night this was a way bigger show than the one i did like this one was busting you feel yeah. me yeah this you know chief keith can't perform at the bet awards so this was pretty much his bet awards right um it was busting for sure but um you know jody v was like one of the uh second artists to be performed before chief keith went up so uh Damn, it was dope you know he snapped, paid, paid his little homage to Nipsey. You feel me? And then, you know, Chief Keith went in. I just seen the club go zero to 100. I'm sitting there. I believe in the back of it. Next thing you know, Chief Keith didn't give no one out. He just walked on stage and started performing Finito. Everybody I, I just, know that shit phew, went up. I mean, I'm talking about avalanche of people, bro, from downstairs, from the back, bro. I turn around. It's like a whole show. Everybody got their phones on. I'm Damn. like, yeah, I'm. Smoking. Everybody got that, you know, they blunts in the yeah. air. Chief Keef is on stage smoking. Cowboy comes on stage. He's just lighting up right next to Chief Keef. You know what I'm saying? They got right. everybody, you know. Damn. And show goes on, you know, meet some cool people, network with some people. End up seeing Chief Keef and Cowboy right outside of the club, right when we get out. Me and Jody. So we <laughs> walk up to him, what's good, you feel me? Get a little video, Chief Keef, yeah, yeah, we see you. Cowboy, cool you know what I'm saying? Showing love, Chicago in the building, you feel me? And then... You know, we just went about our night. You feel me? That was my last night kicking it in L.A. My cousin had some artist friends over. He had some models. He had a uh, photographer, other artists. So I was just networking, talking Damn. to people. You know what I'm saying? Kicking it and vibing and talking with them right before um, my flight. That's some and, dope shit, man. That's like the real artist experience. Literally went from Chicago down to, to Nebraska and some <laughs> different shit all the way to L.A. And then I came back to Chicago and did like three more shows. That's some real, like, artist dream type yeah. shit. Like, a lot of people would dream to do... I, like, I know a lot of local artists that would dream to go to L.A. for a show Tell to them. do all that dope shit, meet Chief Keef, Cowboy, be in the same building as them. That's some crazy shit. Yeah, it was a shit. beautiful experience, man. Like, I was... I remember flying back, man. I was just like, it happened so fast. You feel right. me? Like, being out there two nights, bro... I know that shit had to make you hungry too. It like did. after that, you like, I oh, want to yeah. do it again. Like Definitely. I want to keep doing this shit. That's why I know. Like once the world opens back up, I'm gonna be in LA a lot. Oh yeah, no, definitely. LA, Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got Atlanta's a lot of people. Bussing. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the place to go. Nah, damn, you in this bitch? You going crazy on this? Whole yeah, that's thing. what I'm saying. That was some, that was some old shit too. That I can, I ain't even really talking right, about. What's that? Like that's that. what 2019. That was 2019. Yeah, damn. that's crazy. And then. Well, that's earlier, late 2019. Like, how many shows were you able to get in after that? Because I know world shut down early 2020. I was doing shows up until March of 2019, my birthday. You feel me? Yeah. Ksenia's birthday party on 2019 was the last show I did before the COVID. Damn. That's crazy. COVID so, really put a stop. To, it's been like a year, almost to the, or what, yeah, like a week ago? A year, right? no, it's been a year. It's a year and some days now. Yeah, damn, that shit is fucking crazy. World been shut down. We was going to all types of concerts. That was like part of our shit, like part of our podcast brand yeah. was going to concerts, like reviewing concerts. We were the front row boys. Like we would just be in the front row every single concert type shit. Man. Haven't done that shit since what, March of last year. Well, you know it's going to come back though. Oh, no, definitely. Once, Once it comes back, it'll be lit. I know Summer Smash uh, is looking to happen again 
been this year. I don't know if you ever been to Summer Smash, but that, that shit was busting. That's the shit uh, Lyrical Lemonade put on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I saw Juice there. That shit was different. Yeah. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. The Juice. Yeah, that was a fucking inspiration for sure. Man, that yeah. was one of the hardest things to fucking. I remember the day that it happened, bro. I was such that shit disbelief. was crazy, man. I'm like, man, bro, our city can't get no wins, man. I'm oh, like, right. We finally got a big ass artist, uh, international superstar, bro. Yeah, like he was talent out the ass. Like man. there aren't too many artists as skilled and just purely talented. Like just when it comes to just raw talent as Juice. Man, Juice is. Yeah, nah. R.I.P. to go. Nah, nah, nah. Honestly. Yeah, nah. That's some crazy shit, man. But um, anybody got any final thoughts they trying to throw in? You you got anything, Jiggy? I think we had a pretty solid interview. I don't mm. know if y'all got anything, <laughs> but I, I think I'm pretty, pretty good. Right right. Word, yeah. No, nah, this shit was definitely decent. Um, we could play it out to a song. You could pick one of your songs. Like we'll play it out to at the end. Uh, all right. Well, shit. Which uh, one you we'll, want to go we'll, with? We'll do so so since it's you know dropping on the thirty first. Hell yeah, bet we'll do so so then. By the time uh, what, what day is today? Yeah, no, so so or. This well, will probably even, be out. Yeah, Niggas will probably get a little snippet, you feel me? A yeah. little exclusive shit. Yeah, definitely. That's bro. what's up, bet. We're going to play it out to So-So by Jiggy. Yo, thank you so much for doing this interview with us. This shit was fun as fuck. You got an interesting-ass life. Yeah. <laughs> like, not I that many it. people got, like, an interesting-ass life like uh, this. My shit, relatively boring. Like, my, I grew up regular. Yo ass got all these cool-ass stories yeah. and fun, crazy shit. Crazy shit, you know. That's the life, you know. Life journey, you feel me? And I'm just... Taking it as it is is a blessing, you know, and just continuing to go. So. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming and sitting with us. This shit has been fucking awesome, bro. I appreciate y'all so much for having me, man. For real. Yeah, for but real. Uh, this is So So by Jiggy. Thank y'all. We out. Peace. I'm death like So So. When I come around, no photos. You ain't gotta come where I go, though. She gon' do what I say so All I really smoke is a bong, yeah We just be smoking on bongs, yeah She already know what I'm on, yeah Shawty just know I got sauce, yeah I'm fixed to death like so-so When I come around, no photos You ain't gotta come where I go, though Bitch, she gon' do what I say so All I really smoke is a bong, yeah We just be smoking on bongs, yeah She already know what I'm on, yeah Shawty just know I got sauce, yeah Shawty just know I got sauce I been the truth, my ring me alone Keep the day ones on my side Already know they gon' ride Pain can keep it inside I gotta get up and rise And I gotta stick to the signs I got impeccable time I'm first to death, no so-so Pull up on them real quick, slow-mo All white chucks with the polo Sleeping on a kid, that's a no-no Shorty like to bounce like a yo-yo Attitude problem, shorty loco Ass too fast, shorty oh no Niggas be capping in some bozos I'm first to death like so-so When I come around, no photos You ain't gotta come where I go, though Hating on me, that's cap, yeah. Balling on them, that's facts, yeah. In my pockets, I'll stacks, yeah. Flip the wrist and I dab, yeah. Came in the game and I'm two turned. Trying to match the heat and you too burnt. Never took a L, we be too learned. 
Nigga French a day if I be too earn Pull up shoot my shot, it's whiskey, yeah Really gang mess, that's bestie, yeah Diamonds too cold, call Gretzky, yeah Whip wave, yeah, that's Jesky, yeah Good fella, call that Pesci, yeah Go for it all, no lessy, yeah Mix it up, hard to messy, yeah Flash with it all, I'm Etsy, yeah Earth is a death like so-so When I come around, no photos You ain't gotta come where I go, though When she gon' do what I say, so All I really smoke is a bond, yeah We just be smoking on bonds, yeah She already know what I'm on, yeah Shawty, she know I got sauce, yeah Cause I got the sauce in the trap You know I don't need to assist Let me go when I insist yeah. Cause I got a flow that's intense Niggas ain't making no sense They 